All right. Theme song? Theme song? Ready? Ready? Oh. like it's been so so long way too long way too long but we're the pot smoking moms podcast we are back with a whole new season filled with lots of wonderful guests and all kinds of amazing surprises yes i'm sunny d this is my co-host and homegirl captain jay hello everybody happy to be back yes Uh, if you like us please rate subscribe share be friends with us on all our social medias potsmokingmoms.com is our website we have everything there for you if we have any sponsors you tag them back there you know i don't know there's all kinds of stuff you can click around potsmokingmoms.com we I, we are ready to smoke though i believe yes, before I, yeah. we get into all the wonderful let's things and let's catch you up on everything let's just just we're do doing it. something a little different we have a live happening right now so it's a little distracting like what was happening yeah but um, <laughs> the one thing we're not distracted from is lighting up. Lighting up. So if you got it, go Cheers. for it. Oh wait, what are you smoking? Do you know? Oh, you I'm smoking say? a Looks, chocolate. We're getting chip. ahead of ourselves. I know, right? We're so ready to do it. Uh, uh I ha- I actually went to Rise and I got uh a triple chocolate chip. Ooh, yeah. Okay, well I have nine pound hammer. Oh, nice. From Truly. So cheers. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think now I'm ready. I'm ready for season nine premiere. Nine we're seasons. Well, we, we're going to make it up to 100 episodes this season's this season. Gonna be, yeah, this season will end with the 100th episode. Isn't that crazy? I can't believe we've been... We did it. We did it. We made it this far. We started doing events. We already did our first one. And we, we have... <laughs> tons of ideas yeah we're coming up future ones yeah we have a we got a little situation out in orlando we're trying to plan a bud crawl if you're in orlando hit us up we're trying to do something out in st augustine and hey if you know a venue in miami that would be perfect for a psm (laughs) event yeah because for some reason the world is throwing us locations that are outside of miami but we (laughs) haven't found something locally yet yet Uh, So if you know of anything, we actually had someone hit us up and let us know about a hemp farm and we'll be featuring them a little bit later on. Uh, But yeah, like if you have any ideas locally of things that we should probably get into, hit us up. Let us know. We want to do something here in our hometown. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we love going out and seeing people out in other parts of Florida and hopefully we'll be doing things out of state too. Um, but we definitely want to do something here at home yeah. soon. We uh, are, will be talking later on in the show with a Canna hairstylist. Yes. Jessica, Jessica Horton. Horton. 
um, which is pretty cool because me and Jay always talk about kind of like all the anxiety we have going into salons, getting our hair our hair done or our nail done. Because it's such a long process usually. It's not like an in and out thing. Like if you're doing color and like all these things, it's going to take a lot of time. Right. And that's why I never want to do those things to my yeah, hair. Me neither. And patience. Like I don't have any. So <laughs> it's like. So the idea to be able to smoke while you're at the salon is very comforting yeah it is comforting (laughs) (laughs) plus i like you know i like that there's not that many people yeah you know when they're getting their hair done uh sometimes it's like a busy busy salon is also kind of overwhelming for some of us so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we'll talk to her later um and if if you're listening to us you could be watching us. You could be seeing these beautiful faces. You could, yeah, you could be seeing the cool shirts we're wearing, our backgrounds, our little mascot, our here. little mascot back here. <laughs> um, and if you become a patron, there's so many other benefits that you get as a patron. Um, we we try to make so many surprises, mm-hmm. you know. And we just did the pool party. We had a pool party for our patrons. Yeah, that was fun. It was super fun. Even when it started pouring, yeah. storming rain, we all got together under the little shelter. Yeah, it was so hot anyways. <laughs> I feel like the rain was... I don't know. The pool felt great. Afterwards, the pool was even warmer. I know. It was really nice. It was nice. But we do parties, events, and we hook up our patrons. So go check out our Patreon page. And, you know, we have a couple of different levels. If you can't commit to the whole shebang, but you want to see our beautiful faces, all you got to do is, you know, it's a dollar a month. And that helps us a lot, actually, uh, support the cost of making the podcast. So Patreon. Patreon. Also, if you can't contribute to the show in that way, that's cool. We we're we're we love you anyways. Your ears. We love your ears. Um just listening to us every week helps. Yeah, it's it, we appreciate your ears. Uh, uh rate, review and share our podcast. We have a couple of uh reviews that we really appreciate. We have one from December it says Pop Moms Unite, finding the right community to listen to you that will support your decisions is the best. Every time I'm going to light it up, I listen to their podcast. Love y'all much from Houston. Betsy's Life and More 95. That's awesome. From Houston. Thank you so much, Betsy, for giving us that review. Uh, and then we have Love These Ladies, Never Boring. I really appreciate the range of topics that they cover, and I like their sense of humor. Des Adams. One of our Thank you, Destiny. homies. That's actually one of our patrons. One of our patrons. <laughs> Thank you, guys. If you haven't left a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, go for it. Leave us a review. Let us know. DM us, and we'll send you some, um, stickers, some stuff, some, some stickers, stuff, some, some love. Yeah. For some sure. Smoke paraphernalia. <laughs> yeah papers and such you know yeah you know stickers papers a couple are we into any we're into a couple of shows we just had one that we're all really into the whole world's into Jay. stranger things right now i mean a, a big portion of the world it's another one of those shows that's that's captivating a large audience right like especially millennials i think our age people who remember yeah. growing up with the influences that these uh, duffer brothers put into stranger things exactly exactly it's very nostalgic very familiar i love that show and we don't want to go too much we into love it. that show so much that you have we have dressed up for halloween as characters in the show yes. uh we've had halloween parties and i'm considering around. doing that again this halloween i know yeah. i have two that i'm considering i'm considering either eddie or argyle yeah i like them 
I want to dress up with you. <laughs> That's either one of those. They have such like iconic things that you could wear that it's like obviously them. Right. Argyle's the visor, his the long visor. hair, very That's, California yeah. patterns. Surfer dude. Surfer, kinda, yeah. Stoner surfer dude. The surfer boy shirt. He doesn't, isn't he wearing it? And then he has another shirt on Then top. he has work shirt, his pizza shirt. He has his pizza shirt and then a like a pattern like open mm-hmm. shirt. Okay. But Eddie would be a lot easier, I think. Yeah, I don't know. With the Hell's Fire, they we, sell you, the shirt. I should be the Eddie shirt. and you should be Dustin. Yeah, I like Dustin. You know, there was there was a Dustin moment that really I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want to spoil the yeah. show. But there was a Dustin moment that I was wrecked. Um, there were many moments that had me bawling. So we don't want to say too much. Go watch it if you haven't. So good. I was so good. Okay, it was so good watching season four. That once I finished volume one and we had to wait that time period oh, before yeah. you got the uh-huh, next two episodes, uh-huh. I binged all three of the first seasons. Like what? Leading up to it coming. How do you like, how do, man, you, how do you stay linked like that to, I, my attention spans for shit. No. You just sit there and you just pump them out one after the I other. I could do at least like two episodes a night, you know, like, and then. I'll, that's like my lunch break. I'll, I'll watch an episode as I'm eating lunch in my car. You know, like yeah. I just went through them. I yeah, just, yeah, like, they're so good. And then there's so many little things that you catch. Yeah, like yeah. There were I was seeing some TikToks where they were talking about Will's birthday being that the was day a that they go to the skating rink, and that then was it was a mistake. mistake. But then they were like, oh, that makes sense. That him, he's like, yeah, no, they didn't intend that at all because that's way too sad. That's way too sad. That means that his mom and his brother forgot his birthday. They're not well. Forget his, his birthday. mom was not accessible. I know, but she wouldn't forget his birthday. Yeah, <laughs> she wouldn't leave. Isn't that crazy for continuity? But then the fans that are obsessed with the show pick it up, and then the people who are writing like, it are oh, like, shit, "Oh shit, that's we that. fucked up." <laughs> Just like we fucked up with our episode numbering. Yeah, we, <laughs> and only the true. <laughs> Listeners and fans will know. Listen, there's only one person out there who they knows. actually noticed. Uh-huh, they actually <laughs> called us out. We've been calling ourselves out. Like yeah. we I think we've said it a few times already. Yeah, on this yeah. But you know, <laughs> any other shows? Hey, if you guys are watching some shows and you want to recommend them to us, Please by all means, do. we were uh, we had a Patreon sesh last night. And Meredith is I. Anytime she suggests something, I'm like I'm gonna watch yeah. it. So she she suggested the boys last night, and some other uh, some other ladies in the chat were like, "Yeah, that's been on my list for a long time." It's just that I don't ever go into Amazon Prime, yeah, because to watch stuff. Amazon, I know. I'm like, oh, yeah, Amazon, fuck Amazon. you guys, you right. know. And when I, when I asked them what what platform on there, they're like, it's on Amazon. I'm like, oh, I told, I want to get rid I've of it too. It. I don't even want to have Amazon. Yeah, because I have so many streaming platforms at this time. It's like, I need yeah, to cut back. yeah, I need to cut back because it is starting to add up mm-hmm. cost wise mm-hmm. listen but that's one i definitely days? need to watch yeah i've been on a ever since the um keep sweet and pray documentary oh came out God. of the flds yes. i've been on a cult binge i've been on a no but specifically mormonism oh, yeah. like cults mm-hmm. and, do you have any mormons in your family no no I've i had, do i have friends that are mormons oh. that i knew in high school you know but i have uh, family you do yeah and i was like I was always like upset that they couldn't celebrate birthdays or yeah. I mean that was they like always like why birthdays? are you yes, they do. They, that's a, that's well, they're not supposed Jehovah's to Jehovah's Witness. Oh, Jeho- that's right. You're that's right. I'm I'm cutting it confused. Mormons celebrate birthdays. Yeah, I know. No, but specifically like the fundamentalist like 
factions that split off from the Mormon church when the Mormon church became more modern and like banned polygamy and like took Mm -hmm. a different route. All these, you know, so that the, that documentary is about the FLDS. And then I saw on Hulu that there was a, like a show with Andrew Garfield, the guy, the Spider-Man dude. Yeah. That he plays a detective, like a Mormon detective. Uh Uh-huh. And of a murder of a a mom and a daughter, like a baby that were murdered. And it leads him to like a fundamental He's a great actor. After watching the the one where he is with uh, Jessica Chastain, where she's a Tammy Faye one. Yeah, yeah, She did phenomenal as Tammy Faye. I really enjoyed that movie. So I ended up watching that, which was really good. Yeah. And then that ended me like, now I'm like, oh, I remember Big Love. I started watching that again, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to finish it. Yeah. I mean, I hope to keep watching The Boys. Yeah. That no, I want to check out The Boys. That's where I need to go. It's pretty Next. crazy. It's pretty fucked up, too. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been going on this whole time? Uh, life. Life, right? I've had to. I've had sick kids. We all love those. Those weeks that last forever. Uh, but nothing really other than that. Just... um. Trying to trying to make it as a mom, you know, and not lose my mind. What about you? Anything? No, but you've also been kicking ass to trying to get things organized for the podcast. Oh yeah, and like trying, trying to work. You know, yeah, we want to get some. We want to get some shit going. We We want to do events because obviously you guys like that, and we we connect with you in person, Mm -hmm, and it's mm -hmm. like fun to be able to do that. Speaking of events, we are going to be going to an event tonight. The night. Oh, we're going to Dab Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when this airs, it'll be after that. Oh, we went to, we got to tell them Rolling Pretty. Oh, yeah. We had a lot. They're really of busy. Now. We wanted them on their show eventually. But uh, locally, Rolling Pretty has some really, uh, I mean, Pretty no, High Club. Pretty High Club. Pretty High Club <laughs> has some really cool events geared toward women. We love them. We went to one this past uh, past week and it was like. It was June 20th. It was ro- roller skating and it was a bunch of ladies skating in this new skate park. It was so fucking cool. It was a really cool event. Um, so catch us out at those events. And tonight we're going to one too. We'll hopefully have some extra content built up for patrons. Um, you, you look like you're living on a tropical island now that you have a pool. I have like. Look at that tan. That's you crazy. have a, you have a killer tan now. <laughs> I'm literally in the pool every day. Like by the time I'm done with work, if I'm not exhausted, if I don't just like you know pass out, <laughs> shit, you could even pass out in the pool. Yeah, I just I go and just jump in the pool for at least oh, an hour. So nice because you know the sun's out till eight till, o'clock. Yeah, and luckily, like where my pool's positioned, it gets like sunlight from nine thirty a.m. until like six p.m. 7 p.m. actually yeah. so it's like got sun on it all day so it's not cold right it's just to it's wind nice. down your day oh i i listen i used to have a pool when i was growing up and i after school i'd come home get in the pool and stuff it's great plus we spent all our money making that pool, yeah, so no, we don't really have anything else to do yeah. <laughs> but like, we ain't spending like, money on nothing else you gotta stay your ass home and get in that pool that's right whatever that's nice <laughs> i don't like to leave my house anyways smokable go in the pool fucking that sounds nice and i hope the patron pool party that we had is the first of many maybe we can make it an annual thing or every summer kick off summer with our patrons and have a pool party yeah, together that'll be fun yeah very nice all right you guys it's been a long time but you know it you've been waiting for it here it is
the segment you know and love, News Nugs. Where we get high and read weed news to you. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, so this is a follow-up story that we've been following since it uh, first happened. Yeah. Uh, Brittany Griner's uh, pleads guilty to pot charges in Russia. So she's finally getting the trial process started. WNBA star center Brittany Griner pleaded guilty to cannabis possession charges in a Russian court on Thursday, subjecting herself to a sentence of up to 10 years in prison. So... That's the possibility. It hasn't happened yet. Brittany Griner pleaded guilty to cannabis charges in a Russian court on Thursday, nearly five months after the star and two-time Olympic champion was detained at an airport near Moscow. Griner, who was who has been classified as wrongly detained by the U.S. Department of State, now faces a sentence of up to 10 years in prison as punishment for her conviction. I'd like to plead guilty, Your Honor, Griner said in English, which was then translated into Russian for the court. But there was no intent. I didn't want to break the law. I'd like to give my testimony later. I need time to prepare, she added, according to a report from Reuters. Griner, the star center for the WNBA's Phoenix Mercury, was arrested outside of Moscow in February. In March, after Russia invaded neighboring Ukraine in an unprovoked attack, Russian authorities announced that Griner had been arrested while going through a customs checkpoint at an airport outside of Moscow. Her arrest has been prompted by an international outcry from celebrities, politicians, family, and other supporters, of uh, many of whom believe that Griner's detention and trial are being used by Russia as political leverage as the conflict in Ukraine continues. Griner's supporters hope that her guilty plea, coupled with her wrongfully detained status in the eyes of the U.S. government, will make her eligible for a prisoner swap between Russia and the U.S. Arrested for less than a gram of weed. Griner's trial on charges of importing vape cartridges with less than a gram of cannabis oil began in a courtroom near Moscow on Friday. Prosecutors argued that Griner put the vape cartridges, which contain a total of 0.7 grams of cannabis oil, into a backpack and a suitcase and intended to import them into the country, according to a report from the Russian state laws agency TASS. Griner's attorneys, Alexander Boykov and Maria Lagvalina said that they expect the trial to conclude sometime in August. Griner could be sentenced to up to 10 years in prison under Russian law, although her legal team hopes that her legal, uh, guilty plea will result in leniency from the court. Boykov noted that samples taken from Griner and subjected to laboratory analysis did not reflect the presence of drugs in her system. She was clean and she was tested, the attorney said. Because, yeah right. it's like for self-consumption why are you getting 10 years in prison yeah for half set, a gram vape that shit's fucking the possibility of sh- yeah but even just being locked up for as long as she has already for a fucking vape cartridge that for her own personal consumption it's not like she was trying to like sell it yeah but uh, yeah it, what it's ridiculous in a statement released to the media, Griner's legal team said that it was the WNBA star's decision to plead guilty to the charges she faced, adding that the move sets an example of being brave. She decided to take full responsibility for her actions as she knows that she is a role model for many people. The statement reads, Considering the nature of her case, the, significant, the insignificant amount of substance and the BG's personality and history of positive contributions to global and Russian sport, the defense hopes that the plea will be considered by the court as mitigating factor and there will be no severe sentence. We, as her defense, explained to her the, possibi- the possible consequences. Blago- 
Blagovolina told reporters. Britney stressed that she committed crime out of carelessness, getting ready to board a plane to Russia in a hurry, not intending to break Russian law. We certainly hope that this circumstance in combination with the defense evidence will be taken into account when passing the sentence and it will be mild. Griner gets response from Biden. On Wednesday, the White House revealed that President Joe Biden had received a handwritten letter from Griner pleading with the president to help secure her release from prison in Russia. The administration also noted that Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris had spoken with Griner's wife, Sherelle Griner, on the telephone and that the president had written in written a response to Griner's letter. Sherelle Griner said that uh, said after the call that she was grateful to receive the phone call from Biden. While I will remain concerned and outspoken with until Brittany is back home, I am hopeful in knowing that the president read my wife's letter and took the time to respond, she said. I know BG will be able to find comfort in knowing she has not been forgotten. I feel like if she, if had she been a dude... This wouldn't be happening. This wouldn't have been taking so long. If she was in the NBA, this would have been handled a little faster. (laughs) After Thursday's hearing, Elizabeth Rood, Deputy Chief of Mission at the U.S. Embassy in Moscow, told reporters that she had spoken with Greiner in the courtroom and shared the letter of response from Biden. She's eating well. She's able to read books. And under the circumstances, she's doing well, Rood said of Greiner. I would like again to emphasize the commitment of the U.S. government at the very highest level to bring home safely Ms. Greiner and all U.S. citizens wrongfully detained as well as a commitment to the U.S. Embassy in Moscow to care for and protect the interests of all U.S. citizens detained or imprisoned in Russia. Greiner's next hearing in the trial scheduled for July 14th. Yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that story and really really hope for her release soon because she's yeah. already been there far too long right. for something I'm so I'm kind of surprised ridiculous. that she was not ready and she had to ask for more time at this point. She come, So she pleaded guilty but was like, I'm not ready to, to, to present a defense right now? Maybe. I don't like, know. Would don't you, know don't you think her, li- her lawyer should have been working on that shit this whole time she's been locked up in there? I don't know. I think it that's seems like ridiculous. she had to re- acquire lawyers there. Like the last names sound like they're Russian. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe it took her a while to who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Well, this story is a little more lighthearted and uh, interesting. I couldn't believe it when I saw the headline. Yeah, when you told me, I was like, I don't know about schools. Well, let's see. Let's see about it. Let, let's see. I yeah. mean, do, do do campuses sell alcohol sometimes? I don't know. You have to go off campus to buy alcohol? Mm-hmm. All right. So a Canadian college campus is first to get weed dispensary. <laughs> <laughs> A licensed cannabis dispensary is coming to the University of British Columbia under a plan recently approved by local officials. Oh, Canada. The University of British Columbia is said to be the first college in Canada to host a cannabis dispensary with the recent approval of a Burb retail store. Is that a dispensary? It's called Burb? Yeah, I guess that's the name of it. Are you Canadians out there? Burb dispensary? (laughs) Do you know what Burb is? Let us know. And and Angelina. (laughs) B-U-R-B. Yeah, Angelina. What's B-U-R-B, Burb? Uh, Burb retail store to open at the campus. The next location will be the eighth licensed cannabis oh, retailer go. in British Columbia for Burb Cannabis Corp, bringing the company to the regulatory limit on the number of recreational dispensaries that can be operated in the province by one license. Oh. Burb is an international cannabis brand with a stated mission of bringing British Columbia's BC bud culture to the world through a network of retail shops, cannabis products, apparel, and accessories. The company 
also owns and produces the podcast Light Culture, hosted by David Hirschkopfitz, the co-founder and former editor-in-chief of Paper Magazine. This sounds like a, this sounds like it was sent to be reported on by, this is like a PR, this is like a press release someone sent out for this, <laughs> for this dispensary. Come on. No, where did they get this article from? No, they're giving background. Okay. It might be. <laughs> Go. Burbs dispensary planned for the University of British Columbia, which actually sits just off campus, was approved by the Metro Vancouver Regional District Board of Directors, the local governing body for the area surrounding the university. The approval came despite vocal opposition from members of the local community, which included an online petition that garnered nearly 1,900 signatures. That's kind of... That's that a much, small right? area. I mean, uh, that's not small a lot province. of That's not a lot of signatures. <laughs> this was a big victory for us after a contentious debate around public safety and community fit. John K, CEO and co-founder at Burb, said in a statement from the company, despite concerns grounded in age-old stigma from nearby residents, many of whom were offshore residential owners. The board made an informed decision that aligned with the overwhelming voice of the student body as well as the tenets of legalization in our country. We're beyond excited to bring the burb to campus and provide safe access to students and residents this fall. I would be like, listen, if it was between having a bar and having like a dispensary on campus. I'm sorry, but I'm sure we got a lot of people through college and it probably got some sure. people to drop out depending and it, on it, the type of person. Yeah, but it, it helps some people. It also helps keep some people away from all that other shit mm-hmm. that they don't need to be doing either. So neighbors opposed the plan for cannabis for campus dispensary. Yeah. As expected. <laughs> oh, 1,900 to be exact. <laughs> <laughs> At least those are the ones that signed. Maybe there's probably yeah. more. Neighbors opposed to locating the dispensary near the campus argued that the store would be too close to a nearby high school and two elementary schools and launched a campaign to oppose approval of the shop. Well, I'm sorry. Can elementary school students just walk into a dispensary? No, and- of course not. Okay. Just, just trying to prove point. <laughs> but anyways like it's it, it, like like they don't know that there's people selling that are not dispensaries that are, are oh wait no there's like, a little on. more here see the online petition posted by local resident connie chen suggested the store would attract people to the area for purposes unrelated to the university mm-hmm. according to a report from cbc news by allowing a cannabis retail to exist in this business plaza we are putting vulnerable children at a high risk of exposure to substances they are too young for the petition. What? They oh, are they're too, too young, young for, for the, petition. the petition stated. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The proposed cannabis shop was supported by the university's alma mater society, the organization representing more than 56,000 students on campus. A, a competing online petition in favor of the dispensary posted online by Sean Safei, who is with Burb, received more than 2,000 signatures. <laughs> So they what? Bam. They beat the other in your face, <laughs> in your face by a hundred. <laughs> Since the AM, it is a hundred, right? Yes, I'm like the yeah, world's worst math student here. It's like, oh, is it a hundred difference? <laughs> Just confirming. I may say wrong yeah, mathematical stats. You got it. Since the AMS was in support of the project right from the beginning, it's definitely good news for the students. AMS President Ashana Bangu said of the application approval. 
We just think the UBC student body really deserves to have a safe space nearby where purchasing cannabis is accessible and provided in a stress-free environment, she added. Pangu noted that without the dispensary located nearby, students at the university would have to walk or take a bus more than 2.5 kilometers, slightly more than 1.5 miles. That's, cu- that's not even that fucking <laughs> far, bitch. That ain't even that fucking far. <laughs> to the nearest cannabis retailer? You come on, bro. The only other option would be to buy from illicit dealers or or fucking walk 1.5 mile, get a bike. Like, that's not that far, yo. <laughs> maybe it's not a walkable city. You know, maybe it's like not 1.5. Yes, but, uh, but relying on numbers to tell the story here, not doing you any favors, yo. Not doing you any favors. Oh, my God. A whole 1.5 miles. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You know how far it is for me to get to any dispensary? It's like less, I mean, nothing less, less than 10 miles. It's 1.5 miles walking. You know, that's three miles round trip. And you may not want to walk that much. <laughs> you can get a bike. Bro. I don't think Skates. it's that big of a deal. You're yeah. in college. You're, in gr- you're I mean, young. Yeah. Like, listen, if I when I was in college... If I can get weed 1.5 miles away from me, that would have been like right up, right from campus. That would, no, that's a dream. Like, You're living our dreams, fuckers. It on campus. Yeah, right. 1.5 miles too far. <laughs> We're just gonna put it down in the quad, 1,000 feet by the better? Taco Bell in the student eating area. By the student food court. That would be actually perfect placement. <laughs> get your weed, grab your munchies, and go. <laughs> 1.5 miles. All right. Every time I walk <laughs> 1.5 miles, I'm going to think about this article. Locations like these really do reduce illegal activity. And we don't think that this is going to have any risk to families and underage youth, said Bangu. If they're not that? complaining about the one, one far away 1.5 miles. <laughs> Burb maintains the new dispensary will not only be the first to be located at a Canadian college campus, but the first in the world as well. So nowhere in the world have they put a dispensary on campus. So till right now, so, this very so now, second, it's going to be Canada. <laughs> yeah, like when we first when you first brought this up, I was like, "What?" And then you're like, "Canada." I was like, oh, "Okay, it's cool." <laughs> I mean, I would have listen. Living my dreams. <laughs> I said it before. I wonder. I, I, I'm. I'm so intrigued to hear what comes fr- from this once yeah. it once it opens. Should fly over there and get some <laughs> on campus interviews with some of the students. So now that they have a dispensary over here. So now that you don't have to travel 1.5 miles away, <laughs> how would you feel about that? Okay, sorry. With the company reaching the maximum number of stores allowed in British Columbia, Burb is looking outside the province to continue its growth. A recent expansion to the United States marked the premiere of the British Columbia cannabis strains Beaver Tail, Butter Tarts, and Zirup to the California market. Mm. We are West Coast OG and breathe the rich history of BC Bud into all extensions of our brand, said Kay. British Columbia has gained worldwide notoriety. 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 You know. <laughs> For breeding and cultivating premium award-winning craft cannabis strains. Yeah. We're honored to bring this legacy experience and passion to California through careful curation and proprietary innovation. 
Burb expanding into U.S. markets. Press release. In May, yeah. <laughs> the company announced its expansion in California competitive adult use cannabis wholesale market with Burb's products gaining exposure on dispensary shelves at retailers, including Cookies, Dr. Green Thumb. Cookies, which is coming here. Yeah. Actually followed us. Nice. Dr. Green Thumb, the pottery and main stage. The company has also plans to expand into Florida's growing medical cannabis economy. All right, Burb. What's up? What's up, y'all? We're reading your <laughs> Pot Smoking Moms podcast. Go advertise with us. We can't wait to smoke your weed, Burbs. Gotta try it. We're delighted to partner with TRP, the wholesale division of Cookies Retail Group, to bring our Los Angeles-grown premium flower products to the state of Florida this fall exclusively through Cookies Retail Stores. Also, we're going to get their products through the cookies that's opening up here. Sweet. The bird brand uh, is under license for to TRP. This is California. No. Right here. Cal- right. The state of California. And look forward to launching in the state of Florida oh, this fall yeah. exclusively through Cookies. So we're going to get their products through cookies. All right. So we will be able to try them. Yeah. So. Update later. Keep listen. listening to the podcast. Yeah. And we'll see what Whenever the bur- bur- bud, bud's like. Burbud. <laughs> the Burb brand is under license of TRP for both California and Florida and is working with Los Angeles-based cultivation partner Green Label headed by Jason McKnight to provide premium indoor flower supply for the brand. We're innovating with Jason, working with amazing genetics pr- genetics providers and doing our best to bring flavors we know and love to the California market at Gay. And Florida, bitch. Wow, then. Let's see. Yeah, let's see. That's the name of the game. Just well, congratulations to British Columbia. Was it British Columbia University, University of, of British, British Columbia. Columbia? On your soon to have the first. We should ever. send them some stickers so we get some of the college kids in, in listening to the moms. <laughs> <laughs> they'll love. They'll love this portion of the part of the podcast. All right. Fee sharing. Telehealth raised questions about Florida's medical marijuana industry. Hmm. As the number of patients approved to use medical marijuana in Florida continues to climb, some providers are growing increasingly frustrated by what they allege are bad actors in the state's highly competitive cannabis industry. One of the issues involves online companies seeking to make it easier for people to qualify for medical marijuana by connecting patients and doctors. I please, please, please. Like it's so hard. Okay. Get out of here. <laughs> the businesses share a portion of fees with physicians who sometimes conduct patient evaluations through telehealth. The fee sharing agreement could run afoul of a state law prohibiting patient brokering and a separate law that requires doctors to meet in person with patients seeking medical marijuana. The activities are drawing the ire of doctors spending money and time to comply with what is deemed to be one of the nation's most vigorously regulated medical marijuana programs. Ours? Mm. Ours? Ours? Really? Nearly 2,300 Florida doctors have undergone training that allows them to order medical marijuana, which was broadly legalized by state voters in a 2016 constitutional amendment. A number of physicians belong to practices that focus almost exclusively on cannabis patients. The state has more than 730,000 patients who qualified for the treatments, including us two bitches right here. We in that number. Online businesses (laughs) such as the Verheal are gaining a foothold in Florida and other states by promoting services for patients interested in getting state-issued medical marijuana cards. If you're you're interested, just hit us up. Yeah, man. (laughs) Yeah, man. We know know some some doctors. doctors. (laughs) 
Veraheal is a healthcare technology company with a mission to provide personalized cannabis education and wellness to everyone around the world. We do that by connecting patients with doctors online through our platform to provide recommendations for living a better life, the company's website says. Veraheal, a corporation registered in Delaware with a physical address in Colorado, charges $199 to hook up patients with doctors and help navigate the process to obtain Florida cards. Bro, people are paying $200 just to get connected to doctors? I think that... They share that fee with the physician. Right. So that's already, that's like what you're paying. I think it, yeah, I think it's, it's not 200 fee. in addition to, well, let's I think continue. so. The money's that's refund- crazy. Yeah, that's not, If you're paying $199 just to get, and then you still have to pay the consultation yeah. fee. No, no, I think they're sharing the fee like what they were saying earlier. The money is refundable if patients don't qualify for the treatment. Mm-hmm. But they will find a way to they, qualify. They'll qualify. Bitch. According to a company. We all qualify. <laughs> we all have PTSD. Yeah. If if if, if you've lived. If we don't have P, If you've lived through the pandemic. If you've lived in this country for the past. For the past hour. A few minutes <laughs> in this country will will qualify you to get medical marijuana. According to a complaint. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, that's my fault. That's my fault. <laughs> so According to a complaint filed with the Florida Board of Medicine in February, Vera Heal enlisted doctors to participate in its referral program by offering physicians $55 for each patient steered from its website. Doctors wouldn't receive anything if the patients were deemed ineligible for medical marijuana, according to the complaint. Critics question the legality of such fee-sharing agreements. State law says in part that it's unlawful to offer to pay a commission, benefit, bonus, rebate, kickback, or bribe directly or indirectly in cash (laughs) or in kinds or engage in any split-free arrangement in any form whatsoever to induce the referral of a patient on patronage to or from a healthcare provider or healthcare facility. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Aaron Bloom... (laughs) Go scroll down again. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Oh. Opposite. I'm going back, back up. Right here, Aaron Bloom. No, go back up here. Why? Okay, nothing. Okay, I'll keep reading. <laughs> Aaron Bloom. See, I've just identified with a bunch of stuff that just happened. Aaron Bloom, CEO of DocMJ, filed a petition asking the Board of Medicine for a declaratory statement to determine whether a proposed Veraheal fee-splitting agreement violated Florida law after the company solicited a doctor who works for Bloom's group. The statute is so clearly written that it basically says nobody, persons, companies, anything can pay anything of value for a referral. Bloom, an attorney, told the News Service of Florida in a phone interview. Hmm. The board addressed the issue at an April 8th meeting in Tampa. You've answered your own question when you referred to it as a split fee, board attorney Ed Telechia's hold bloom. This smells like a scam. Whose company contracts with 45 doctors throughout the state. But Telechia said the uh, said the board, which can issue sanctions against doctors, lacked authority to punish the online company. The anti-kickback law gives the attorney general's office and state attorneys the power to prosecute illegal fee-splitting arrangements. In a series of emails last week, a spokesman for Veraheal said that the company could not respond to questions about its Florida activities due to the holiday weekend. 
Some doctors working with Verihill and similar companies also have conducted patient consultations via telehealth. State law requires doctors to be physically present in the same room as the patient and conduct physical examinations when evaluating whether patients are eligible for medical marijuana. Governor Ron DeSantis temporarily suspended the face-to-face requirement because of the COVID-19 pandemic, but only for patients who were renewing medical marijuana certifications with the same doctors they had seen previously. The executive order expired a year ago, and the State Office of Medical Marijuana Use's website advises doctors that telehealth is off-limits. As of June 27, 2021, the use of telemedicine serves to recertify existing patients in the medical marijuana use registry is no longer allowed, the office's FAQ for physicians said. I mean, it says it on the front page of the damn thing. But some doctors continue the, pra- the practice according to information obtained by the news service. I mean, I mean, if you're just like already an existing patient, why not? Yeah, like what has changed? I mean, I have this is like lifelong. So like, I don't know. For example, Ivan Fields, the CEO of MarijuanaDoctor.com, had a telehealth visit on March 4th with Ashan Iqbal, a doctor who was referred to by Verheel. The session lasted just under five minutes. A recording of the meeting provided to the news service showed. Florida law also requires doctors to perform a number of steps before certifying that patients are eligible for medical marijuana. Doctors have to enter information about the patient into a statewide database. The data includes the patient's qualifying condition, dosage, and the amount of forms of marijuana authorized for use. When Fields asked Iqbal whose voice can be heard in the recording but whose camera was off throughout the visit about what products he would use the doctor told him he would receive information from Verahil or medical marijuana dispensaries you have nothing to worry about all my patients get anything at the dispensary Paul told fields we take care of everything and make it very simple so you have access to everything possible at the dispensary which just means they just give them every route smoking Right, because like, I mean, at the at the end of the day, it's a suggestion, and you do you medicate how you feel. Yeah, you should. Iqbal did not respond to an email seeking comment. Fields, whose company contracts with doctors in thirty five locations, never followed up and did not try to obtain a marijuana ID card. Emails obtained by the news service showed that Verahill was continuing to solicit doctors to conduct telehealth certifications as recently as last month, and scheduling online patient calls. <clears throat> excuse me. Scheduling online patient consultations through June. For example, a May 4 message from Verahill to a Florida doctor's group said Verahill was back online for Florida telemedicine for initial consults. After May 31st, email showed that Verahill booked a June 2nd telehealth appointment for a prospective patient with Dr. Cannabis Consultants, LLC. Ooh, putting people on blast. Step one, prepare for your video appointment and complete your consultation, said part of the message from Warren and Verahill. Ding. They're just like straight up blatantly yeah, like they're, they're, they're not paying. They're just going around it. Yeah. So in a May 21st press release, Verahill announced that it had reasserted its commitment to the Florida medical cannabis market by partnering with over 20 healthcare providers in the Sunshine State. The Florida Department of Health did not respond to questions about the telehealth or patient brokering allegations. Attorney General Ashley Moody's office did not say if she was aware of the complaints. Bloom said he believes the vast majority of doctors are doing it right and want to do it right, but he and other industry executives are frustrated that their complaints are about alleged rule breakers and aren't getting results. We as an industry are trying to stop this ourselves and police it ourselves, and nobody unfortunately wants to help us, Bloom said. 
I do think there are there needs to be a mechanism for the existing government agencies to enforce the law. Bloom also is concerned that wrongdoers could undermine the credibility of the medical marijuana program. It's incredibly frustrating for our doctors. Our doctors, they love the program because they see the amazing benefits and results that their patients are getting, Bloom said. What's particularly confounding to our doctors is that there are so many rules and regulations and this program is under such scrutiny. Every year, the legislature continuously looks for ways to regulate it. Why is this issue a clear violation ignored? Huh. I mean, I just, I feel... Because somebody at Bear Hill has it a good relationship with DeSantis or somebody in the Florida government, so they just... Keep getting away with it? Don't pay attention to it? I mean, look, I honestly think that I shouldn't be a problem. I don't think that it... I think it's... Okay, I think it's shitty because I don't think you need to pay a third party to get involved to hook you up with doctors. I think you can go directly to the doctors. You don't need to pay extra money for any of that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't like there's two. There is two. They're, they're nitpicky on certain regulations. And the thing is, is since it's a wild, wild west, there's like a ton of loopholes out there. But at the same time, like. Free the plant, bro. Like, why do we have, like, you go to the fucking liquor store and they don't fucking pull tabs on how many uh, handles of vodka you're taking home with you. Like, I just think that putting so many, like, it's just a money-making thing, bro. Just putting so many blocks in place is just continuing to limit the people who need access to the medicine. It's just like, you know. Extremely frustrating. Everybody's wrong. And it is frustrating. I'm, I'm sure it's frustrating to people, too, who follow all the rules. The people who are breaking the rules is also like uh, there's also conflict there. But I, I, I do think that all the rules are, are stupid. And I think that telehealth, it, telehealth is for everything. It's convenient. It's convenient. It's for everything. It's probably why I got dropped by my doctor. Because our, our last our last visit was telehealth, oh, was and I it? think I was overdue on my visit. But like, I think they made a mistake when I called to renew my recommendation, and like the people that work in the office just you know renewed it. I paid the fee; they renewed it, whatever. Not renewing the card, not the annual thing, just the yeah. I had to sh- I had to go into the see the doctor every six months or seven months. Once a year, you're supposed to go see the doctor. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe my year is offset with yours, but I had to go see the doctor, and they do the whole. They check your vitals. Yeah, they're supposed to do all that. They check your and vitals. And that's the thing is that they're saying that that's not happening. Yeah. That's not yeah. happening with these I mean, with telehealth, yeah, you're... But again, yeah. But they're saying for the... I understand maybe for the initial approval to become a patient. Right. But, I but think like they're for after follow-up for renewal, to why can't yeah. you just do telehealth? Yeah, I think it's dumb. It I, is dumb. I, 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 I do. Well, uh, we have a really fun uh, conversation we had uh, with Jessica Horton. She is a Canna hairstylist. Yes. Just Jay. in St. Petersburg. In I Saint Petersburg. came across uh, her on my For You page. She came across my For You right. page. And we will one day go to St. Petersburg and probably get our I hair mean, did. you know, St. We, we go right? there pretty often. We go there so. all the time. So we'll probably <laughs> take, we a, a lot of take peeps, an appointment a with uh, there. Jessica. And uh, and please enjoy the conversation we had. Here it is. As I was saying, is that I was scrolling TikTok, and Jessica just appeared on my for you page and saying that she was a can of hairstylist, and I was like, oh, that's interesting, a cannabis friendly hair salon, because me, for me, honestly, going to a cannabis 
sorry, not a cannabis salon. Obviously, that would be awesome. But a, a regular Maybe salon one day. <laughs> <laughs> for a long period of time to do anything on my hair. It just, it just, that's why I never go get my hair done. It's just, I have to right. sit somewhere with a bunch of strangers that I don't know. And if I come in reeking like weed, they're going to be like, oh. They all <laughs> look at you like this as you walk by. <laughs> I feel the that's same way I'm about nails it. too. Like Exactly. That's, nails. So... You need to get a nail tech in your place yeah, because I, I hate going to get my nails yeah, done. Yeah, I love, I love my nails being done, but I hate going in and like, I don't know. It is, it's kind of weird. You have to sit there. Well, especially with nails, you're like face to face, at least with yeah. me, I'm behind you guys. So like, it's not like, so, you know, like when, yeah. you're, when your eyes are all red and you reek like, <laughs> you're like, what do you mean? Oh, but I, I wanted to do it. I didn't even realize. And it, it kind of was just an accident. Somebody happened to ask me in one of my videos are up like the original video that like made this kind of blow up for me. Um, someone just asked, cause they had seen one of my clients smoking. And, um, because of the way my shop is, it's actually, um, built off of my house. I live in an industrial neighborhood, so it's all business, it's businesses everywhere. So I was able, I kind of have the loophole cause it's a private property in my salon and you can come in and you're able to smoke and enjoy yourself. And I wanted to create a place cause I had so many clients telling me that they would come, but they don't want to, they don't want to sit and they have high anxiety. And the first person I learned about was uh, my client, John, he drove three and a half hours because he, and the whole time, and I could tell he was having like so much anxiety, he had 36 inches of hair, had not had it cut in six years, and he wanted to donate it to a cancer, uh, to children. Um, and he was like, I'm coming and he sat with his bowl the whole time. And, and you could see he was had so much anxiety, he never moved. He just sat like this, and he just came in his bowl. And, <laughs> and I mean, it was at that, that's when I realized, like, people actually really, this is for real, people really have hair anxiety and I did not even know and someone asked me on that video and I was like yeah you can smoke here and I came across your for you page (laughs) (laughs) that's what happened I must have said, man, I need a haircut, but I don't want to go get, go to the salon. You appeared. That was the hair gods putting you putting it in line. See? So how long have you been doing hair? So I've loved hair. I mean, you know, like the typical answer, you know, my whole life, but I've been doing hair since 2018, like got my license, went to school um, and started from there. I worked in a salon for about a year and I just knew I was, I'm not what I don't like those uptight situations. I like to be goofy and relaxed and hug my clients or give them a fist bump or chest bump, whatever happens. Cause we, I have different relationships with all my clients, you know? Um, and I wanted to get out of the salon and, you know, come in here. So this, I just celebrated one year of being on my own in my own shop. Congratulations. So. Nice. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And, and um, you and your husband share this, uh, like the space he does, uh, like barber cuts. Yep. We, he's a barber. He's a licensed barber. And a lot of times we tag team, um, Cause you know, things, so many things have changed now. So sometimes you'll get a woman that wants to walk in and she wants a clipper cut underneath with scissor and highlights on the top. And I'm not as good with clippers as, you know, a barber is. So you literally like all my clients joke, they get the best of both worlds. They get the (laughs) scissor on the top and the clipper, you know, the barber on the bottom. And we tag team it a lot. Like we literally, we (laughs) tag team everything. That's That's good. You got a good team there. 
Yes, it works. And we do, you know, all types of hair, dreads, everything. So it's like, a, it's a good vibe. I never know what I'm getting when they walk in the door. <laughs> it could be anybody. How did you start your, um, so you smoke as well. Uh, did you start recently or have you been smoking for like, what was your first time uh, smoking? Oh my goodness. My first time I was 15 years old in my cousin's pizza shop. <laughs> and <laughs> he said the, the true smoker can smoke a whole bowl and go to work. And I stared at that pizza screen for like 30 minutes afterwards. I was like, Jason, I'm not going to be able to do this. <laughs> so since 15 and I've smoked and, uh, been an avid smoker since. It's it's what keeps me going, actually. <laughs> yeah, a lot of us. It's it helps. It does help a lot. <laughs> oh yes, big time, big time. It's a um, it's you know I've been sober for six years, so if it wasn't for marijuana, I don't think I would have like made it through. Because you know you use when you are stressed out or when an emotional situation happens. Just like when you smoke, you're stressed out in an emotional situation. And it, and if I didn't have that to really be able to keep me in a centered place, sometimes I don't know if I'd have six years. And that's just the truth. That's you know amazing. what I mean? It's Congrats. the truth. Yeah. Thank six, you. Six years sober from from what? Prescription painkillers. The typical, you know, epidemic that wiped through, especially Florida, wiped through, yeah. like, you know, state. I just so. watched that dope sick show on Hulu and it was all about Oxycontin and what they did. It was so predatory what they did. And yeah. what they, it's just so sad and people yeah. it messes with your brain chemistry and it makes it really hard to stop. Oh, and yes. uh, so many people could have benefited using cannabis to stop. Yep. It was, I mean, you figure like, and it's really sad. You know, I was a 19 year old and it's like, and there's so many of us with the same exact story. You know, I was in college and it took me about three years to even realize that I had a problem because I wasn't going to a drug dealer. I was going to Walgreens, you know, 19 years old. I walked into a doctor and he prescribed me, you know, 120 Dilaudid and never had pain medicine in my life, you know, and he just, no problem. Um, and it, it, and they did it and there was, you know, they, there was no care for what the repercussions of, you know, our generation was going to be. And I, I listened to an article and they called this the lost generation because it's people my age. I mean, more, you could stand five of us in a room and at least four of us know or have been affected by someone by opiates, the pill, you know, pandemic. So it's, it's definitely hard. And for me, weed is that's like I said, if I didn't have it, if I, I would have had that back then, I never would have went to a pain management clinic. It, it would, it never would have happened. You know what I mean? So it's, it's pretty crazy to think how different one choice could have been, you know, an, an option anyways for you. What made congratulations you on six years? Yeah. Congratulations. That, that's, a, that's great. And it's not easy to come back from that because it, it really what I saw, the doctors were willy nilly just prescribing milligrams. And you'd be like, what happens is you, you would start to build a tolerance and um, you tell the doctor it's not working. And they would just, Oh, double your dose up you more. Yeah. And they were giving, getting people hooked on it because they thought that it wasn't an addictive opioid. That's what yep. they were being told by the people that made the pill, which is crazy. Yeah. It's, it's amazing what they, and there was like, you know, a, um, a balance system because like it failed in so many places, even the pharmacists, you know, were knowing that things were being prescribed that mixed together that were, I found out that some of the prescriptions that were first prescribed to me 
like for dangerous mixes and there was no like there's a checks and balances you know the doctor writes it the pharmacist is supposed to be like hey this isn't right you know nobody did anything and now there's you know granted you know everything's a choice but when a doctor it like i said it took me a long time to admit that there was even a problem it's hard to say i'm a drug addict when you you're fda regulated you know yeah Yeah, can you can you tell us a little bit about how you made that decision what made you go like uh this is not for me anymore like how did you get there i had to lose everything i lost everything so like you're the typical you know um I, me and my husband, we got together and my husband, of course, you know, he was, it was the same issue, you know, similar. And, um, we, it's a cycle cause it doesn't stop, you know? And, uh, we ended up having, uh, I got pregnant and we had a son that was a stillborn at 36 weeks. And, um, that was like our rock bottom, you know? Um, and I kind of just, I'd already been in and out of jail. Um, and I knew that I wanted to be done. We both, cause there's so many days that you lay there and you're like, I want to be sober. I don't want to live like this, but you're not getting these because you're getting high. You're getting them. So you're not like puking so you can get up and actually be a normal person. And that's, you know, where like, there's that, that area where you, how can I be normal if I can't even get out of bed, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I just rock bottom. I did jail time, to be honest with you. I, I had a stillborn at six weeks, uh, 36 weeks. And then six weeks later, I got Sorry. pregnant with my daughter and, um, I had already been in trouble. So they put me, I, I needed it. It like, I got put away and I did my pregnancy pregnant, gave birth in jail. And I said, when I came home, I was never gonna, I, it was done. I was done, you know, and that's it. Six years as old as my daughter is. I went to jail, um, December 31st, I bring in the new year, 2016. I just was coming into my cell. Uh, so like I count that as like my starting date of my sobriety. And then August 27th of 2016 as like my, when I stepped out of the jail and decided I was going to stay sober because, you know, you have no choice in jail. You know what I mean? But yeah, that was it. But, but and then that's... it's been uphill since. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> so inspirational. That is amazing. That's, that's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. It's definitely, it's been, it's hard, you know, but you say a story. The comeback's greater than the setback, like they say, like, and you're, you're so positive. Every time I see your videos, they always make me smile. You're always dancing. You always have a positive message. I really wish I could just go to your salon whenever I want. (laughs) Girl, you know, you can, all you got to do is call me up. I have a blunt ready. (laughs) Hey, you know what? We're like, there's a lot of cannabis stuff happening over in that area. So we'll be there sooner than later. I bet. Yeah. We'll hit you up next time we're in that area we're definitely hitting you up you need to you guys gotta come and get a good hair wash get your hair looking nice put some tinsel in there and send you out to one of those shows so uh you're you're one of the shows (laughs) our show we're gonna be doing our own show our own event Uh, Uh, there you go (laughs) and you're gonna come (laughs) you're gonna stay home Hey, that works. I need to get out. I live in this salon. <laughs> my my environments don't even change in my videos. That's how you know it's me. I'm always in the same purple room. <laughs> so how many kids do you have? You have two? I have two. Um, I have my son, Aiden. He's 11. Um, I have my daughter, Raylan, who's six. And then my son, our son, Giovanni, who is the one that passed away. That be in between them. So, yeah. Pain in the butts. Crazy kids. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful wonderful kids. yeah dude i kids uh my 
before I got on, and it's crazy. Every time we have one of these, I'm like, these kids are driving me nuts. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. 24-7. I had to look like, at my daughter because, like, I'm surprised. My husband must have her, like, totally distracted because I'm surprised she hasn't, like, popped up in this video already. I had to tell <laughs> her, I'm like, Ray, mommy's going to be on this. She's like, are you sure? Because she does her makeup. She thinks she's a hairstylist. <laughs> so I always warn all my clients, like, if my daughter's here, she thinks she's a hairstylist and a makeup artist. She's in here doing all her stuff. You see her in on my video. She's got more attitude than I can deal with. That's reason number 10 for why I smoke. That's, that's the other <laughs> reason number 10. Yeah, man. <laughs> Kids so are too much. <laughs> a lot, uh, we usually ask this question of all uh, kind of parents, and it's like, how, what level of open are you with your kids about cannab- your cannabis consumption? Um, do they know about cannabis? If they do, how did you approach that subject with them? So, with my son, it was um, unfortunately drugs. The, the we're going to say the word drugs at first was something that he knew about from an early age, just simply because mommy was gone for the first couple years of his life, um, and he knew that mommy had a problem, and his dad had a problem with this. Um, my son, um, he also knows that I smoke now because that helps me not go back to what happened with him before. Um, he also, my son has ADHD and I'm actually currently trying to get him into the medical program for the ADHD. Um, so I've been open with him more about it. Uh, I don't lie to my kid, my daughter, she knows that we smoke. Um, but I've never like, she's six, you know, not even yet. She'll be six in August. So like, I, I don't hide it. I guess is the real truth of it. I don't sit here and have a designated room. I have a big open house. Um, I don't, you know, sit on the couch with her, but if I'm standing in my kitchen and she's you know, in my living room, then, Hey, (laughs) you know what I mean? I don't, I don't look at it as a taboo thing, you know? So I look at it as, I guess, no different than, um, the mom that, you know, drinks wine with her kids sitting there doing homework with them. Obviously I'm not blowing it in my kid's face, you know, sitting there blowing them a shotgun or nothing, but I keep Mm it, you know, um, very just what it is. I'm not going to lie to them and make it think it's bad. I don't think it's bad. I'm not going to make them think it's bad, you know? thing same is that the right answer same yeah no no, every every mom's answer is different and it was what works for them you know and a lot of times it depends on how old their kids are and how many questions they've already asked and stuff like that so um, I think it's what your kid's been exposed to yeah at first I used to hide and then I was like why am I hiding like that's making it seem like it's a bad thing so then I stopped hiding and then so he's asking you know what we're outside doing we're smoking right now you know right yeah he saw my bag you know from the dispensary day he asked one day he asked me what that was I go that's my medicine that's cannabis what you see us smoking sometimes outside or in in my office right yeah my husband's got a big puffco collection like he's a really big into the glass um and he's got this like big shelf that's like I mean there's no and he's at a hundred depth my bedroom looks like a college kid's smoke dorm room. Okay. And there's the truth. Okay. I don't have a cute bedroom. <laughs> My husband has taken over with puffed glass and it's all dab mats. So I can't even. So he likes dabs. Oh yeah, man. He's got, he, the, he just got me this. 
It's oh, nice. nice rig. That's pretty. That's nice. It's the, the uh, rig. Oh, yeah. wow. It's pretty. Thank you. But he's like, so I can't even hide it from my kid. You know what I mean? Like they go into my room and yeah, I don't bother hiding my bongs. I clean it right in front of them. I pack it right in front of them and I go, you know, they know not to be around when I smoke it. Right. Right. Exactly. I, it makes me, I just, I guess it kind of made me feel like a hypocrite if I, you know, if I'm so for it and think that there's nothing wrong with it, then, you know what I mean? I guess I can't sit there and make it seem like that to my kids, you know? Yeah, I, I obviously I don't think you should hot box the car, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, hey, you know, no hot, boxes, no hot boxing, no shotguns. No, yeah, you know, you can't do that. Of course, we're not doing that. That's what people think is happening with pot smoking moms. They're like, oh, my God, they're smoking weed around their kids. And oh, their my God. Kids I remember, high. dude, I remember there is this picture on the Internet. Of this, of these parents in the living room and with their kids and they're like smoking a joint on the couch right next to their kids. And it's right next to them. Yes. It doesn't paint parenting and smoking in the greatest of lights. It's kind of, it's like the pictures, like, I don't know. It could, it could do better. They could do lots better. I think I remember this picture. Yeah. And somebody, a big, a big cannabis (laughs) influencer or whatever posted it for Mother's Day. And we were all like, are you sure you want to use this picture? It's like kind of not good. And they were like, and they were kind of like, I don't see anything wrong with it. And we were just like, oh, okay. But like, this is not, this is not how we do it. <laughs> like, right. I'm not it, sitting next to my kids. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that, that, that's, that whatever those people, if that's their thing and that works for them. But I don't think right. that, you know, as parents, we, we paint the picture of responsibility where we like, we don't hide it from them because we want them to know that it's not like shameful. We don't want to continue forcing the stigma mm-hmm. up on them. But at the same time, we're not like, yeah, we're not doing stuff like that. We're not passing J's to our kids. Right. Like, it's like, come on. <laughs> no, <You know? laughs> here, pass this to daddy. We're not right. like, Hey, pa- yeah, pass this to dad. Pass it down to dad. Right. Uh, or can you light it for us? Right. I, yeah. Not like, like parents that are like, Hey, get dad a beer from the fridge, you right. know, like, you know, right. it, well, that's, that's the thing. And, and, but it's like the pictures like that, that then kind of, I feel like put that stigma, you know, because they, that's the first thing that people want to pull up in their argument about why it's, you know, not good to have around your kids right. because of that, you know, and it's like, well, not most of us are not doing that. You know, we're not watching Clifford the Big Red Dog while Hayes in the living room. You know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> it's not usually what we do on a Sunday right, night. Right. You we're know? talking to somebody who, oh, we had we had done a, like a rolling competition. And I was laughing with one of the other ladies. Cause I'm like, I'm a mom. I, we have bongs. We just run into the room. We hit the bong real quick <laughs> and we jump back into mom action. It's not like we can... We don't, we can't afford ourselves the luxury of having a whole sesh when you smoke See, all by day. yourself. I rolled the J just fine. I just wasn't fast enough with it. <laughs> I was right behind the other lady. Okay. I'm like a, I'm I, like, <laughs> that's the problem is I'm like an in between, but then I get like the stoner brain where like it gets to like this size and then I put it down and then I, you know, I forget about it. Then my husband finds it on like, you know, a random spot in the bathroom. He's like, why is there, 
a joint next to the dish soap. I'm like, why are you even there? <laughs> Didn't even know you knew that was there. You know, so it's kind of, I feel like a mix of, <laughs> mix of both things. You know, I, I'm not a big, like, I'm personally not a big drinker. So for me, I am, cannabis is literally like, even like when I first got sober, I didn't even smoke right away, to be honest. Like I wanted to have that control of my body. I wanted to give my body time for me, I guess, to kind of get to know it. Cause I had been on, you know, the, those pills for so long. Um, so like, even now I don't like the feeling of being to where I'd feel like I don't have control of, you know what I'm saying? Like myself. So I don't, I can't even, so weed's all I got, man. <laughs> I got nothing else. I, you know, I, it's like, this is it. So sometimes you got to just put the kids in the room. <laughs> you know? Same. I don't like drinking. I mean, I don't like the way it makes me feel after, yeah. you know, the, no. side, the side effects that come with drinking. The side exactly. effects that come with smoking are so bad. Yeah. You get sleepy and you get hungry. <laughs> yeah, so then you go, yeah, then you eat and you go to sleep. Like, it's <laughs> right. Well, that's what I, you know, like, that's what I tell people when we talk about it, like for the salon, you know, I'm like, it's, if I, ha- I feel more comfortable smoking a whole eighth with you than giving you two glasses of wine and sending you on your way. And that's just the truth because I know you're fine when you leave my house, you know, no matter how much we smoke nine times out of 10, <laughs> you know, they're especially good. when they're seasoned smokers. And they so are them. you That's saying like. your salon, you know how, like when you go to a salon, they'll get, they'll offer you like, they're like, oh, champagne. Like a glass of champagne or mimosa or whatever. You're like, Hey, you want to smoke this J or something? Is that, is that what's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> so how I usually explain it is, Usually I have never met a smoker that's been stingy like ever. So no, if I happen to have my weed rolled and you happen to have your weed rolled and that just happens to be a really good situation, you know, if you're a stingy smoker, then I'm a stingy smoker. <laughs> I play off the vibes of the clients, but I have never had a client that has like ever I and that's the truth I have never had a client that has come and been like this is for me do my hair like you know what I mean yeah it's it's usually like do you want to smoke and I'm like oh my god I totally was already ready for that (laughs) you know (laughs) but it's um I like at first I was nervous you know because I didn't want people to think and I was surprised about there was only a couple out of all the amazing like feedback I got of course there's always that couple of people that have to just say like the obvious thing, you know, and they're like, well, you know, I hope you're not blasting chemicals. I was like, well, listen, I was like, if you ever see me pouring a perm while I'm sparking a bowl, don't call the board, call the police. I've lost my fucking mind. <laughs> Ooh, F word. I apologize. <laughs> it's all right. You know, um, but it's like, you know, again, like the common sense thing, like they think that you're just stoned and standing there, you know, lighting an open flame with a, with my client with like perm solution. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's, it's common sense controlled, you know, situations. And, um, there's times my clients will smoke and I'm not smoking cause I'm working or, you know, yeah. I, I'm doing too much and that's you know, like, and I'm like, no, you're good. Yeah. You can't smoke every single second of every I mean, like, right. you know, close, but well, I mean, not right. A, you know, someone can, can, can 
smoke and you could do the highlights. You don't have to do the <laughs> highlights while you're smoking. Like you do the smoking before you do the highlights. Exactly. That's usually what happens. Like you'll come in and I like to come, especially if you're a new client. And if you're one of like my traveling clients that come, like, you know, if you, when you guys come, I block out the day. Um, if, especially if I know you guys have a couple of hours or you're you know, coming from a good distance, I block out the day um, to where we can just chill. We have a session. Then I do your hair. So then, you know, you didn't just drive three hours and only have a two hour session and you got to leave. You know what I mean? I kind of give you like some time to sit for a second, smoke, you know, get your hair done, relax. And usually I get, it's all moms that have, you know, plan this to get away from their kids. So they want to enjoy every single second of it that they can, you know, we get adult time is few and far between sometimes for our stay at home moms that get their oh hair God. done. It's ain't that you know? the truth. Therapy. Dee's I, been I, doing her own hair at her house for, for the like from since the pandemic started. <laughs> right. She's, and See? just starting to grow it out again because she was cutting it short. Yeah, I was cutting it really short. I never short. go and do anything. <laughs> I have so many gray hair showing. I love that peekaboo like rainbow that you did. Oh, that was under, cute. Like, under the so hair. So no, thank cute. you. So Thank cute. You. I would love to do something like that. But how, how long does something like that take to do? So realistically, it depends. Like if you wanted to do like the peekaboo, it'd probably take like two, three hours. Yeah. The longest is the lift. I would you know, have you're to looking at solid smoke. with how dark your hair is. Yeah. Um, do you have any box dye on your hair? Any dye on your hair? No, there's nothing. It's all natural. I got so many gray hairs. Okay, so you'll lift easy. So then that's not so really the longest part will be laying the the lightener in the color. So you're looking at like probably four hours. You know what I mean? It's a lot. That's why people like to smoke. You're like, and there's there's safe periods within that four hours to be able to consume like to smoke without it being like because I know that that's like bleach or something you got to put in the hair to be able to. Yeah, it's your lightener. Now, I mean, like, really, the only thing that makes it dangerous is if you were sitting here lighting your lighter, like, next to your bleach. If you're doing that, then I have to be worried anyways. (laughs) You know? Yeah, yeah. That's what people don't, you know, like, there's got to be, like, a really, like, unsafe situation happening. And then both parties should just get kicked in the butt. Because it was done, like... You know, stuff like that is like you're just being unless it's like that one person. I don't know if you ever seen them. They lit the dread on fire oh to get gosh. rid of all like the lint, like to get rid of all the like fuzz. And uh-uh, oh. yeah, no, that was yeah. intense. Like they held the dread out and lit it like how you do Ooh. a sock. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Oh, I, uh-uh. oh man. That's, yeah. That's talk See, about to a do, high blower. <laughs> to do something for four hours at a place, I would have to be able to smoke. So that's a nice thing to have there to be able to take a break, go smoke real quick or smoke right there. Yeah. And it's a small environment. Like that's the other thing. I have a, a lot of parents that come with like kids, um, my kids with abilities, um, but a lot of like sen- sensory issues um, and too much stimulation. You know, they, they can't sit, get the haircut, have the buzzer in their ear and then hear buzzers happening all around them. So I get um, a lot, you know, moms that come with their, their kids and this is an intimate room. My husband looks scary, but it's like a big teddy bear and he does the cuts and it's, it's not too much, you know what I mean? And it's like easy and that's, People with anxiety, that's their other thing. I'm like, I don't like people either like that. I needed my own little space. I can't be in a big salon. It made me nervous, and I was supposed to not be nervous. So if I'm nervous, you're nervous, and we can't smoke. (laughs) So it's just not a good vibe. (laughs) You know, I'm excited if you come. Oh, we'll have a good day. It'll be fun. (laughs) 
So what are your future plans for your salon? You've been like all all over social media, really promoting it. You're doing a good job with that. That's not easy to do. It takes a lot of time to make content uh, and engage with your audience. Um, What are your plans? So I'm at the mercy of my state, obviously, with state laws um, because of my salon being on a private property, that's why we're able to, you know, obviously have people come and smoke. Um, I would like to one day, if our state ever makes it a recreational, you know, um, state to be able to move my business. I love my salon and my house, but I would love not to have to, you know, have it there. I have bigger dreams than, you know, just this little salon, you know, be like the first can of friendly salon. And for sure, man, there's Florida. so many places that offer you a champagne with your right service. It's get like it, not all of us are interested. Something. Exactly. exactly. Hey, imagine being or able you can to bring your own. It, bring it, your own. Yeah. It, just like there's places where you can bring your own bottle of wine or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, the the nail thing too because I hate getting my nails done. You should have a massages. Nail massages. They have the CBD oils. <laughs> that's like hemp. Like because I want to make everything like obviously like uh, I just got some um, product. It's uh, by Sexy Hair and it's CBD infused product. And I'm about I want to try it. You know, see how it works on my clients because it's a uh, you know I'm trying to give people those options. So I like to give everyone options. You know, if you want some CBD infused product, if you want that. So to have a salon where you could like you know. Have water coming from, oh, I have some crazy ideas. <laughs> I want a big salon, big Wheatlands waterfalls, you know. God, can you imagine a salon <laughs> has a dad big. bar and shit? That would be. Right. That's what I'm saying. They have, they can, I, I go to a nail salon where they literally have a wine list. Yeah. You know, my husband, he's, he wants to be able to own like his own like shop anywhere, um, you know, shop anyways where they sell it. So he could like work that whole thing. He's a barber. Dab bar, can you imagine you know? if you have a, if you can like they ha- it's a weed place too and they do hair like you could do you could pick a pre-roll of whatever strains right. they have in the house at the time you know right it'd be no different than like you know the corner store selling it if it's a recreational and they can sell pre-rolls like cigarettes then it, it would be no different than me buying wine and selling it by the glass you know i i would think you know but who knows once those Let's see how they regulate it once. Yeah, unfortunately, they're going to want the the rich white people to continue making all the all the money. Those big corporations are the ones that are going to benefit. They're going to keep it. Yeah, yeah. We just do all the work. That's it. You know, (laughs) we just do it all. It's uh, that's why I just kind of I will not leave this little salon. Because that's why I'm able to to be the way I am and to be the person I am to my clients, you know. And if you walk when you walk in, like you'll be people are shocked because they pull up and it's like one girl came and she brought her friend because um, Google just updated the picture. This ha- before I got my house, it was actually condemned, and like I think some like crackheads or meth heads had it or something. So the Google picture, you know, like when you can Google oh, an no. address. <laughs> yeah. It, oh my god yeah it's like from two years like a, ago oh my god oh it was so god. bad so he called me and they're like yo is this really where we're coming and she brought her friend just in case i was like a serial killer <laughs> and because <laughs> the picture was so bad and you know those are like the little she things. found and you then, through tiktok yeah yeah 
Um, how many how many people have you gotten from TikTok, would you say? Um, I pro like as of I've gotten a bunch of like inquiries. You know what I mean? Like where a whole bunch of people have been writing me about it. People that have solidly booked and now have come, I've gotten probably like 10 new clients wow. so far. And they're like traveling from like Citrus County, uh, Seb- uh, Sebastian. I don't even know there was a Sebastian County in Florida. Oh, my God. There, like, we have found so many places we did not know existed. Dude, <laughs> in Florida in our old state. Yeah, because we're like, right. well, oh, we're uh, let's planning like events. Where do we go? Where are you guys at? And people are telling us places and we're like, what is that? Is <laughs> Estero? Where's Estero? Like, I've- right. <laughs> it's bad. That, well, that's what my clients are like, yeah, I'm coming from wherever and I have no idea. It's like, oh, okay, so I'll see you in like 15 minutes. So like, yeah, like three hours. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh my <laughs> so God. My Additionally, because Florida's so goddamn huge. Like you, listen, right. I've traveled, I've done road trips out of the state both ways Oh my God, it takes forever yes. to get out of here, man. Especially coming back in when you're like butt sore and you're still up in the panhandle. Oh, and Jesus. It's been like- <laughs> 18 hours, <laughs> you're like, are we out of Florida yet? And then once you get yes. out, it's like every state, boom, 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 boom. You're like, well, we just went through three straight states. It took us yeah. two <laughs> days to get out of Florida. I evacuated during Hurricane Irma, and that was the craziest thing. Where'd I've you ever go? Seen. Where'd you end up going? Rhode Island. Holy My shit! Whoa, that was you went far. Up there. Yeah, you were Damn, like, "Oh, we're no. getting out of here, out of here, <laughs> out of here, out of here." He moved down here when he was 16, and when that hurricane came, he looked at my our boss because we were telemarketers at the time, and they said that it was going to hit us head on. And we lived in Newport Ritchie, and they were making a mandatory evacuation. And he looked at me and my boss, and I'm not even going to be where it's raining. And he had my car packed. And we were in the car that night on the way to Rhode Island. Let me tell you, I was afraid. I was really afraid, (laughs) too. I was like, man, they said this thing's going to be like a cat five when it hits us and it's going to hit us dead on. Yes, dude. He was freaking out. But that was like (laughs) evacuating was crazy. Like the sea of Florida plates, like you wouldn't have known that you were even in another state until we hit like that you know, the junction where it's like New Jersey, Connecticut and everything. It was all Florida plates. I've never seen nothing like it, like them opening up emergency pumps. Like I didn't even know there was emergency pumps and they were like bringing people into other lines. It was just intense to see, you know what I mean? So yeah, Florida was long as shit trying to get out of here. And that was the traffic. How bad was the traffic? How long did it take you? Oh my gosh. 28 hours. (gasps) To get out of here? Oh, to get there, to get there. To get there, yeah. Yeah. It was like 28 hours. Um, you guys at one drove point, straight, too? Straight. Fuck that. So we slept a little bit, but oh we wanted to get, because our baby, she was only, the kids were so little. I mean, my daughter wasn't even, she wasn't even a year old, or she just turned a year old. Like, it was right in that time. So she was, you know what I mean? Uh, she was so little. Yeah. She did good, though. The kid, They didn't do bad. Um, yeah. They didn't do bad at all. Yeah, I think it was harder for us. When the sun is coming up, man, you're just like, ugh, ugh, I gotta get there. Oh, my God. Yeah. Still driving. (laughs) The car says need coffee break. It's like beeping and shit. You're like, yo. No, I'm going. That shit's no (laughs) joke. still going. (laughs) It's fun. Road trips are fun, though. That's a memory. It's a memory. I guess I I, I'll I, I do love that. I do love road trips. I have, of course, I haven't been on a road trip since we've had children. 
So we don't know how that's going to be. I mean, like to Orlando and stuff, but that's like, eh, that's not that. Yeah. That's not too, that's not too bad. Yeah. Like Orlando's far, not a road trip. Yeah. Bad. Right. Right. But farther than that, I don't know, man. My road trips used to be the Bonnaroo. <laughs> the Tennessee. <laughs> the Tennessee. The festival in Tennessee. Yeah. That's not too, but, my mother-in-law used to take that drive. That's not, uh, that's not too bad to get to Tennessee, is it? It's like 16 it's like, hours. Yeah. It was like 12 or 13 hours. To get to Manchester, Tennessee, where we're yeah, and like ten of those hours is Florida, so and we'd be smoking the whole way up. <laughs> that is, come on, that is the best though. Like when you got music on and you're smoking, like there is like that moment. It's and only yeah, like an hour, and then so, we would take a big is. van with all of our friends in it. So, oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that's a you <laughs> gotta take so some. That's a road pictures. trip. That's a road trip. <laughs> right. It's uh, you know, hey. I I would do it again. I would do it again. I just don't think I'd want to go with my kids. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? That. That oh, my God. Chilled child. Shit, <laughs> I, like, listen, child. I love my kids, but I don't even want to go to the fucking grocery, to the grocery store with my kids. Oh, my God. Say it twice. Oh, my God. You have I'm to, so uh, lucky my kids chill. He just complains uh, he doesn't want to be there. When there's more than one Dude. and they start fucking fighting with each other and matching each other's annoying energy of like neediness. Oh, I just, <laughs> we, we were supposed to actually, one of our, uh, one of our closest friends from the podcast, she comes and visits us from DC uh, all the time. And she just came this past weekend and we had a whole party. A, a bunch of us got together. A bunch of us pot smoking moms got together. And then there was, she was going to stay a couple days. And we're like, oh, okay, I'll meet you out on Tuesday. We'll eat, meet you out on the beach. And I was going to go with my neighbor, but my neighbor is now wasn't taking her kids because she's got two, uh, tw- she's got twins, five year olds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, oh, I'll help you with your kids. Yo, there was so many obstacles and my kids were so hesitant with me trying to get them to go somewhere that I was just like, I cannot go. Have fun. <laughs> Have right. fun. You're better off without me. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, when my kid, I went, I went, I saw her on the beach on Monday. I took Monday off. When my kid was like, I don't want to go. And, and my husband wanted to stay home. I was like, yeah, right, I, and I knew I figured, I figured <laughs> I, I was right. like, oh, I was like, oh, her husband's home. I bet you she didn't even take her kid. And then it's funny because <laughs> my neighbor got back from the beach and was like, girl, you did the right thing. You saved your sanity because she has my neighbor. She feels me because we both have right. two little. I have a three year old and a five year old. Oh, yeah. So girl. we like get each other like and I was just like. I was just like, girl, I'm not going to, I'm dragging my feet. I'm not going to make it like cut the cancer right. at the knee and go like, just <laughs> go <laughs> like three and five. Yes. They definitely feed off each other's energy for real too. Oh, then the mental oh gymnastics goodness. of like diffusing stuff. Sometimes I'm just like, I don't care. I like, I'm at a, <laughs> I was, I was very like, oh, I don't want to use like the tablet too much. And now I'm just like, bro, get, he, 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 he. I know that's right. <laughs> yep. good lord yeah we're all for screen time over here and chicken nuggets so yeah chicken nuggets and mac and cheese every fucking night chicken nuggets mac and cheese pick one which one you want because i'm not gonna try to i always try to make things and then i'm like why do i complicate it does every kid go through that like every mine is beans and rice and steak 
that's all he'll eat. <laughs> that's all he'll eat. Okay. So then maybe it's just like I, every kid I know, like that's always like chicken nuggets. That's yeah, all come for me. They go through that phase. They just want he chicken likes nuggets. chicken, but he doesn't like breaded chicken. So he likes a like, grilled chicken. It's so strange. Ah. He doesn't like anything that normal. <laughs> right. But like. he has, yeah, he, you got a weird kid there, but he doesn't, <laughs> he's got staple food staples. You got, he, he got certain things he, he only eats. Yeah. Right. Right. That's they, like every other kid. Yeah. They, so it's, it's usually mac and cheese and chicken mac nuggets. Mac and cheese, chicken nuggets. My kid likes eggs. My One of my kids likes eggs and ham. Oh. So that's an easy, like, thing I could just. Whoosh, Those that, are great. You know? Those are great. Easy ones. But, and then the little ones, <laughs> carb central, noodles, any yeah. kind of noodles, flat ones, round ones, give the noodles to the carb baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm starting to get hungry. <laughs> the munchies. Uh, so Jessica, how long have you been on TikTok? Um, so I started it when it was music. What was it called? Musically. Musically. And, yep. So my Damn, that was a long one time of my ago. accounts. Damn, so yes. And well, I didn't do it. I posted two videos, and then the the night that I posted a video was the night that my daughter had the seizure, and I never posted again. And then when, of course, like everybody else, the pandemic happened, and I hopped on. And when I decided to start doing hair, um, you know, like for real, and wanted to brand it, I don't want. I didn't want to, you know. I wanted to do it and I, you know, started best way to get your own promotion is to make TikTok videos. And I started pranking my husband though, too, because I've had like three accounts, honestly, <laughs> like to be honest with you guys, I've been banned several times, unfortunately. Oh, for I was about to why. say for weeks, for the week, I was going to say, like, have you had any issues? With yeah, because we lost our big account, which was pot smoking moms on TikTok. We had like 160,000 followers uh-huh. and they yes. fucking took that shit. I'm on account warning right now with my my big one. Oh me, I'm so, on account warning. <laughs> yeah, I'm living I'm living thug life right now. You know, I'm throwing it to the wind. I got ty- I'm so over. It. So I have my like my backup one, and then my other one that I just you know kind of bounce around with, and it's all like you know my hair pages. Um, and uh, but the first the main one I've had that one survived now that you just made me think of it. So like, I've always had like backup ones and the backup ones always build up. And like that main account just seems to always keep surviving, but it doesn't grow. It just stays like right where it is. So it's like my, you know, go to <laughs> account. Yeah, like, man, that shit. So yeah. it's so stupid that we have to like have these fucking backup pages and shit and then try right. to, it's like such a, we had a friend on, oh, well, Instagram has been just like killing cannabis pages left and right. One yep. of our friends, uh, Glass Warehouse, we've had them on the show, Matt and Renee. She lost her page. High Society Mama, another one that's going to be another kind of mom that's going to be on our, our show. She lost her page for a minute. She got it back. Renee got it back today and was like, yo, they took my they took my Instagram because of some song that they banned. And I, I didn't even know that. And I'm just like, it's such a mind fuck. Like. You get your account yeah. taken away. You don't know why. You don't want to like lament it, but like shit, it, it it's work. Right. Absolutely. Uh, I was so upset. the The first account I had worked, like my first one, I got big. Um, I had worked so hard on, it, and that was one I was like really like going hard and making content. I was pranking my husband left and right. That poor man didn't trust me. 
for nothing. Like when it comes to so that near was your me. content, you're pranking him and that was the oh, content yeah. on your oh man, it was just like couple stuff. Yeah, you know, and like, you know, I still did like some like hair stuff, you know what I mean? But like I wasn't promoting like how I was and I got up, I just was getting up to ten thousand and boom, they took the page. They just started hitting me with violations after violation for as soon as I started posting about being like a can of mom and talking about certain stuff, of yeah. course. And you know, people then the within next page the, did it too. Yeah. And people within the community are shady sometimes too, bro. Because there was a minute where people were like, that's what happened. I reporting. Yeah, reporting. Know. People were just yep. mad that you're that whatever you're doing is doing well. Whatever. They catch beef and they start reporting your shit. Yeah. So that's why I tell people I'm not even because I, I see certain things and I um I will not if I have and I'm talk this big game, but it's still a learning process, you know, but I refuse to lose my page over me arguing you know what i mean with somebody right, right. do not so engage hard. it's never yeah, so i'm going by it's so you know, hard if the hater leaves a comment and you delete it did it ever exist kind of right thing, you know? for sure yeah so, block block I mean, them that's it my block yeah delete block delete block yeah why I don't even want them on there anyways. Like I only want positive people. Like I don't want negative people on there. I don't want right. haters so I can flex. No, I don't want none of that. I just want nice, happy people that want to smoke some weed and get my right. hair done. Right. You know. Sometimes that's why it's cool. Like yes, it is cool <clears throat> to see a video grow fast on TikTok and catch speed and like you know and stuff. But sometimes it's just a too much, and it's like brings the people that you don't want on your shit just like and it's crazy right how many times have we had people talking shit that end up saying well i smoke too and you're like so why the fuck are you shitting in your own right dinner like why are you like why why are you but at the same time, it's also brought like some pretty awesome people to us. That they've, that's how. Oh, my God. Them. Yeah. We've met they so talk. many yeah. people and connected. And then, you know. Oh, it's been a game changer for me. Yeah. I mean, like it's been, you know, um, huge like for my business because it, you know, I've gotten a decent amount of people to come like a 10, 10 or 11. That's a lot when you're getting them to start coming in rotation. You know what I mean? Every six weeks for hair, mm-hmm. you know, on top of what I already had a you know, a pretty strong book before. So I was excited. I'm, I've always been like a social butterfly and like a chatterbox. So this is like, you know, kind of, I guess I like got calling. I love talking to, you know, my clients and I, I tell, you know, all my clients say no, and it's like a joke, but it, you know, I always tell them it's whatever happens and says in the chair stays in the chair. It's confidentiality. I'll go to court over it. <laughs> we might as well be married. Cause I ain't saying nothing, mm-hmm. you, you know? Um, Cause I, like I said, sometimes, you know, people tell me things and they're just venting and, you know, and I don't, and you're smoking and I really get close with some of my clients cause I spend a lot of time with some of them, you know what I mean? Especially like my dread clients and stuff. So there's like a trust there. So, you know, I'm not gonna, I don't, yeah, I don't man. want none of that negative I feel stuff. like you, that's kind of like, uh, like bartenders too, like hairstylists, <laughs> like you guys kind of like. You just Bar- it's uh, barbers, people just come like barbers too. It's to you thing. and they dish it and they like have no place to go they know you're not gonna tell anybody and you know what too you don't really have like that much of an emotional connection to them so you could be real with them and yeah be like an outside outside perspective right an outside perspective 
Yep. That's what I always tell them. I'm like, listen, girl, I was like, you know, I'm going to keep it real with you about your hair and the advice that you need. Even if it makes you angry, I'll never let you leave like an angry, you know, ugly or angry. <laughs> you will not have a blunt cut. You will be good. <laughs> you know, but I, I think, you know, everyone needs to be able to, that's why I like doing it. That when that, the first guy that came here, like I said, his name was John and he's the one that did it. And it was a guy that came and that was so shocking. The first person when everyone found out, you know, and like he had such an emotional and thanked us so much because he had tried to go to another salon um, and he got up and his because his anxiety was so high. They didn't he had too much hair. They didn't know what to fully do with him. You know what I mean? Um, I can understand that, too. That's really difficult, too. When you go into a salon like I've gone, I've I, I've cut my hair off, all off lots right. of times. <laughs> but I've gone into a salon and been like, hi, can you just like cut it all off? And they're like. I don't think yeah. we should. You have curly, wavy hair. And I'm just like, yeah. bitch, I have done this before. Can you just do right. it or no? If no, right. okay. Because people get nervous. Like, yeah, but it's it's a big responsibility here. You give me if you fuck it up. Oh, yes. You messed it. And I've seen some... I've seen some girls that have had to come in because people have lied to them and told them that they knew how to do something. And they've, like, get 13 inches of their hair fried off from bleach. You know, um, or they get this chunky cut that wasn't supposed to happen. Right. You know, it's it's a, and it's it, a trust thing. It's so hard, too, when you're kind of like non-confrontational, which I would say a lot of us stoners are. Because I would say, like, even when I'm getting my nails done, you my fingers could be bleeding. And I'll be like, oh, okay, this is all right. It's okay. I'll just go home <laughs> yeah. and it'll be okay. Ooh, so somebody cuts my hair and I look all lopsided. Like, I'll cry, but I'll be like, no, it's because I'm so happy. Because I would hate to, like, break somebody's heart. I just pay and cry in the car. Yeah, and then oh just, like, God. bitch about it for the rest of the day. To my husband. No, see that. Well, and that's like, I don't ever, I'm like still like, um, I never will go if they like do something, want something super crazy and they're really serious about it. I tell them like, okay, well, we're going to do it. But just know if you cry, we're going to cry together because no one cries alone with me. <laughs> but please don't do this to me. And I'll be so, I'll be ner more nervous than them. Like when they want these big chops, I'm like looking at them like a deer in headlights sometimes. And it's just the truth. Cause I, I have like, I guess so much passion yeah. for what I do and I love it. And my favorite part is when like I turn you all around and you see it and you're like, oh my God. And you see that they love their hair. I know. There's that moment, you know, um, have and you knock on wood. Have you ever never had no one? No. Okay. I was going to say, have you ever, no. have you ever spun someone around and then been like, oh, um, no. and you'd be like, what no. do you, thank God. Ooh, I got to thank the hair guys for that one girl. Cause you have to, I know, no. but you, and it must be nerve wracking. <laughs> I would be shitting bricks constantly. I'd be like, okay, you, we're going to do this. Time, there's time. Like when you have to tone like blondes and stuff, cause you know, there's certain things just cause what's happening on the hair doesn't mean that's what's actually going to be the outcome. Yeah. It's like, you have to know your color wheel, right? You have to trust the color wheel. <laughs> And there are times, especially when you're stoned, you know, and you're like overthinking in your head and you're washing and you're smiling. You're like, oh, my freaking God, I hope this comes out good. <laughs> I bet. I bet. How are the kids? <laughs> you know, I you totally keep it. Yeah. And you have to and you're in their face. So you have to be like, you like you got everything under control. Nothing's happening. But inside you're like, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> But that's where smoking helps me too, because I'm able, like, honestly, I don't know. There's been times that I think I would have 
like paint because you know panic attacks you put purple on yellow blonde hair to make it tone so like you imagine what that looks like when you're trying to make someone platinum and it is purple <laughs> and you have to trust that this is going to be blonde when you rinse that off that is it's intense especially when it's a new client and you just want them to and they drove you know and they have like i just did this girl's senior pictures and the mom was so persistent like she made so sure much that pressure Yes. And she came from Citrus County and it was her daughter. So my heart is pounding when I'm toning her these highlights. Cause like, you know, especially now with my page had grown some, like they want to come and like, you know, do a TikTok with me. So now I feel even more pressure, you know what I mean? To, to do this. And, um, I'm trying perform not to like, yeah, man. Right. And I'm trying at see, I told you she'd poke her head in at some point, (laughs) but you know, um, that's, it is, it gets intense, you know? So I I smoke with my clients, they look at me and I look at them. I'm like, we'll be good girl. Don't worry about it. (laughs) We're in this together for good or bad. (laughs) I love what I do. (laughs) It's fun, man. You're an artist. I, I, I give it to you. Doing hair is isn't it's an art. Like you said, you need to know your colors. You need to know how stuff reacts with what. And it's not people like to play downplay the work that hair stylists and you know do. And it's like it's a lot of it's also a lot oh, of yeah. trial and error too. Like you have to, yes. yeah, it, it is. It is. I mean, I've spent um, I've spent the longest I've spent 11 hours with a client doing dreadlocks because I'm a I, I'm also a crochet loctician on top of being just a normal hairstylist. So um, I have, you know, like two different worlds that I will bounce in. Sometimes on the same day, I'll be doing dreads in the morning and then I'll have, you know, a blonde highlights in the afternoon. And I've had an 11 hour service where you know, me and my client are in this room all day long, you know, building 24 inch dreads and it gets, it's a lot. And you're really with this person because, you know, they have a journey and some people that are doing dreadlocks, you know, it's like a spiritual thing for them. You know what I mean? And it gets, it gets overwhelming at times. Like I've woken up with like knots in my arm. Thank God for the topical rubs <laughs> because I, I mean, I, if it wasn't for those, yeah. I don't think I'd be able to move my arms sometimes, you know, 11 yeah. hours of standing there with a crochet hook going like this. Yes. It's like, you know, I'm on frame. I'd be like that, you know, photo with the big arm and the little <laughs> arm. <one day. laughs> so, so what are all the services that you do at your salon? You mentioned a few. So what are um, all of them? So our main, <laughs> um, our main is like your basic, your basic stylist, uh, color cuts, highlights. I do fashion colors. Um, then my husband is a licensed barber. So he's the cuts for mom. Our name is hair for you cuts for him. He's the cuts for him side. Um, and so he's your, your licensed barber, straight razor, all of that. Um, then I'm also with the, being a dread artist, a licensed loctician, um, and I do, I dabble in other things. Like I do the fashion braid, you know, the fashion braids and some other braiding. I do different type of wedding styles. I've even done makeup. It's just, um, I'm trying to hone it, you know, on which direction I want to fully go. If I want to do like, you know, makeup wedding packages, cause you want to talk about pet pressure, a wedding party that that's a whole different type of oh my god you know there's gonna be a whole new world of cannabis weddings and now like 
I mean, I'm sorry if I would rather be smoking while I'm getting ready for my wedding. Oh, yes, than, than drinking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, my husband out at our wedding, our photographer got a picture of him hitting his puffco. It was your like eyes the, are going to be in my eyes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hit, are you crying? No. <laughs> yeah, we would have to draw the eyelids. I mean, the eyes on your lids, Jay. <laughs> I'm real high. My eyes look closed. <laughs> That's the best kind. That would be so freaky, putting drawing the eyeballs on your eyelid. <laughs> like Just for Indiana the Jones. Yeah, <laughs> until you open your eyes and scare the crap out of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I do pop. <laughs> Didn't Homer yeah, do that awesome. in one of the Simpsons episodes, like during jury I think duty, so. something like that? I think so. <laughs> They're never, the Simpsons are never, you know, they, everything that that happens and comes to life some way, shape or form. The Simpsons are like fortune tellers. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can't, you can't go wrong. <laughs> I love them. But it's fun. It's definitely a fun job. I like it. You know, I get to meet different people every, like every single day. It's different people, you know, different. I never know when it's a new client, what is gonna walk through the door you know I try to like talk with people before I give them my address because that's the scary part for me because it's still you know yeah. even though it's apart yes, from my house it's still at my house yeah. you know um so I still like I I kind of feel people out and I talk to them before I just that's why I don't have like a you know I don't let people just book you know what I mean I want to I need to feel you out if we can't talk through messenger we ain't gonna spend four hours together <laughs> yeah. I need you know to check I mean? out your social media right before next you. to my house yeah no 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 Right, exactly. We're Googling. And then, you know, thank God Google updated the photo because if they were Googling me, they thought I was oh my gosh, with the that's house. So <laughs> that's terrible, yeah. but so funny. Oh, well, next God. time we're in St. Pete, we're definitely going to uh, come get our makeup or our hair done there before our yes. event. That's Girl, we- I would be so excited. You know, I have a blunt ready. I have the sink ready. You know, <laughs> it'll be fun. Word, word. This was a lot of fun, Jessica. Yeah, thank you so much for um, getting together with us tonight and telling us all about your salon. Yes. Thank you, guys. That was our interview with Jessica Horan. You can catch her on Facebook, hair four, like the number four, you, spelled out, Y-O-U. On Instagram, she's hair underscore four underscore U-88. And on TikTok, she's the underscore canna hairstylist. Thank you guys so much for listening, whether you are uh, watching us uh, on our Patreon page or you're currently on our Instagram uh, live. The first time ever <laughs> live stream. I don't even know. I don't know. I, don't, I think like there's two people the, there. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but thank you guys for listening. You know, again, hey, leave us a review. Let us know that you left us a review if you love us and we'll send out some stuff for you. We'll email, we'll email you. We'll mail you some uh, stickers. Would and be stuff. amazing if we could just email, I know. like you can email stickers, yeah, <laughs> tangible objects. We, we can email, email a little dime download bag, them. <laughs> download a dime bag. Hey, also, if you're a patron, we love you so much. Thank you, special thank you to these patrons Yanni, Destiny, Lauren, Jesse, Christy, April, Shelby, Denise, Peaches, Nath- Natalie, Meredith, Terry, Angelina, Jenny, Catherine, Camilla, Amanda, Jessica, Josie, Jessica. Oh, that's right. Josie and Chrissy yes Jessica C and Jessica C yes 
think and we have everybody. a couple of and we new had a few patrons. new ones. We had Paige, Paige and Catherine, Steph. Steph. Oh, Ka- is Catherine up there? No, Catherine's already oh, there. Sorry. We've had Catherine for I a minute. I know. Why do I keep Catherine's getting her shirt mailed to her soon. Oh, I have yeah. it right here. Okay. Um, and we're gonna mail your shirt to you. Yeah. Cause. Once you've been a patron at a high level for a while, uh, we send out an official Pond Smoking Mom T-shirt yeah, for the fifteen dollar tier. Um, we automatically send you a customized pos- official Pot Smoking Mom shirt um, just for you to be a part of the girl gang. Yeah, let's the slap mom, your the name PSM there on the gang. back, the PSM gang. <laughs> uh, become a patron again for early access to videos, additional content, video, and full uncut versions of our interviews. We have Zoom smoke sessions, last exclusive mom trips. Yeah, we had one last night. It was really fun. They're always fun. Exclusive mom trips. We're always planning to get away from our families, so you should join us. We did the Disney trip, and our next one is we want is a beach trip. Yeah, we want a beach trip. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, review, and share our content, Pot Smoking Moms. We love you guys. Bye.